We started the sermon series called The Foundations of Our Faith. And I said there are three major pillars that all Christianity is built on. That these three important pillars, understanding of them is what secures any other blessing you receive. The engagement of any of these pillars, or what we call forces, is what secures your breakthroughs, your healings, your miracles. A man of God cannot pray for the sick, except, number one, there is the manifest presence of God. Number two, except there is the consciousness of God's presence. Manifest presence, consciousness of God's presence. And number three, a trust in the promise of scripture. That's why you see the Old Testament apostles quote, he himself took our infirmity, nailed it on the cross, for by his stripes we are healed. All this is first to stir faith in the hearer and even in the dispenser of the healing virtue. So the whole Christian faith, what builds up your faith is based on one of these three. One is the consciousness of God's presence. Two is understanding the promises of scripture. And number three, living by the principles of the word of God. These three is everything. When you know what God has said in his word, and you live according to the dictates of scripture, God will honor his word. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1, God speaking said to Moses, he said, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day. That the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. So the setting above the nations is based on, number one, hearkening to the voice of the Lord. And hearkening to the voice of the Lord will give you the consciousness of God's presence. He says, if you hearken to observe to do, to observe to do is to live by the scriptural principles. He says, all that I command you in this good book, that the Lord thy God shall set thee on high above all nations of the earth next verse it says and all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee if thou shalt so he puts there a principle that if you live by it'll work if you don't live by the principle it don't know work. and there are many of us we want to live anyhow we want to eat our cake and have it with the icing on it are we together we want to do what we want to eat our cake have it with the icing so that's what we do because there are many of us we want to do the things we want to do we want to live a certain lifestyle and god must accept because he's a loving father hello it doesn't work that way so i talked to you about the principle of mercy and i said the principle of mercy reflects god's mercy blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy and i said there are many of you that have gone through problems and you've gone through the problem because you are not operating by the principle of mercy when your partner says one you want to say two when somebody hurts you you want to hurt the person when somebody does something you want to hey pastor let me show them that me i'm called abba in the kingdom we don't do that the bible says a word aptly spoken are like gold in settings of silver right words spoken in right settings it produces better results did i speak to you about the principle of love have i, have I talked to you about the seven principles of the kingdom of god you see there are many you see the bible says, blessed are the merciful mercy jesus talking about the principle of mercy he spoke a parable about a man who was owing a king and the bible says that 
he could not pay. And when the king wanted to jail him, he said to the king, king sir, please forgive me for I don't have the money and give me some time. I try and raise the money. And so, after insisting, the king forgive him. The Bible says when he got to the gate, he met another man who was owing him. And the scripture says he held the neck of the person and said, you must pay my money today. And when the guy said the same thing that he said to the king, he jailed him. And then they told the king of what he had done. And the king called him and said, I showed you mercy. Why didn't you show mercy to somebody else? And because of that, he said, okay, since you did not show somebody mercy, you will not obtain mercy. They should jail him. And this is a parable that Jesus did. You see, you need to understand that in this life, if you become a Christian, you submit to the principles of the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen and amen. And so live a life of mercy. It's not everything And in my marriage counseling class. I say that when you are having a misunderstanding with your husband, uh, one is saying, one is saying, or oh, you have done something that you know that you mess up. And they are talking about it. That's not why you fight. You, you raise your hand above your head and say, umbrella of mercy. Once you do this, no matter how angry your partner is, what it means is show me mercy. I, I don't have to argue over this one. Umbrella of... People, have you, are you using it? Umbrella of mercy. What it means is, I have fallen into your trap. Show me mercy. I, I am a victim. I, I will not... See, and, and I said to them that... That is what it means is let's end it. Whatever it is, you just show me mercy. Show me. Nobody seeks God's mercy and God denies the person. Blind Bartimaeus said, Son of David, have mercy on me. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never comes to an end. The Bible says, they are new every morning for great is his faithfulness. So God wants us to show mercy. It's a principle you live by. Jesus quoted that same thing in Matthew chapter 5. He says, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the merciful. Sir, you need to live by the principles of mercy the second principle to live by in the kingdom of god is the principle of love the bible says love covered multitude of sin hallelujah and there are many of us we don't want to show show mercy we don't want to show love to anybody in first corinthians chapter 16 verse 4 14 let all that you do be done in love Colossians 3 verse 14 says, And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Even the Amplified is saying, oh, Let everything you do be done in love, motivated and inspired by God's love for us. It's motivated and inspired. What it is is that in extending love to somebody, recognize that Charlie God first love me. Are you writing down the scriptures? Yes. Colossians 3 14. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Oh, look at it. Beyond all these things, put on and wrap yourself in unselfish love. Amplified version. Which is the perfect bond of unity for everything is bound together in agreement when each one seeks the best for others. When each one does what? Seek the best for who? It's a principle of love. 
So, so when you see me, I'm always praying for people. I want the best for them. Sometimes I rebuke you. I'm even rebuking you from love. I love you too much. I'm, I don't want you to misbehave. So to live by the principle, you are saying, man of God, how do I live by this principle of love? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, chapter 13, verse 4 to 7. Give me an IV, please. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. So to live by the principle of love, you will be tolerant, you'll be patient, you'll be kind. The person has misbehaved. You show them kindness. Love is kind. That they don't deserve it, but you, you go out of your way to show them a kind of love they've never experienced before. Because hurting people hurt people. Frustrated people frustrate people. There are people that as long as they are not happy, you cannot be happy. But if I will live by the principle of love, then it says what? It is not easily, it does not keep record of. So if I will live by the principle of scripture, then I don't have to keep a record of wrong. Why? Because I'm living by the principle of love. Most relationships that they keep going back to the past. You, you did this. You, you did that. You did this. There's no joy and love in the home. Why? Because love is not there. They are just existing. They are not in love. Hallelujah. Someone say love. When you live by the principle of love, you must be a generous person. You must be a giver. Women, today is Mother's Day. If you say you love your husband, you must give them something. Mother's Day, the mothers want us to give them. Father's Day, they want their fathers to still give them. Today, the mothers will matter us. The natural man would always gravitate towards living outside of the principle of love. But God is saying, now that you are in Christ, because of the consciousness of God's presence and God's promises, you must live according to my principles because sometimes your feelings will tell you to live otherwise. What did I say? Your feelings will tell you to live otherwise. But you must be intentional about how you live your life. You must be intentional. And you not wake up and feel like loving everybody. Some people, they deserve to be slapped. Others, they deserve to be jailed. Others, you must shoot them and kill them. That is how the worldly system would say you should behave. But now that you are in Christ, those people that you thought they deserve to be killed, they deserve to be slapped, they deserve to be maltreated, he says that you will not do like the world does. Praise the Lord. Because First John 4 verse 8 says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Please write, write, write it down. Write it down. Very important. First John First John chapter 4, verse number 8. So he's telling you that the world system will cause you to act in a certain way. But if you say you know God, 
then you will love them because your father God is a God of love. So Peter will say in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 8, he says, above all, keep loving one another endlessly or sincerely, since love covers a multitude of sins. So when it comes to loving people, you don't love them because they are perfect. You love them because that is what God wants you to do. Praise him the Lord. Are we together in this place? Somebody love what I'm teaching. Someone say the principle of love. So the principle of love, anytime you operate in the principle of love, it reflects God's love. Number three, you live by the principle of increase. You see, God wants us to advance. God wants us to increase. God wants us to go forward. But there are many of us, we don't want that. I'll show you something. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 27 to 28. He said, Shemaiah had 16 sons and six daughters, but his brothers did not have many children. So their entire clan did not become as numerous as the people of Judah. Because they will not obey the principle of increase. He had 16 sons and six daughters. He says, but his brothers did not have many children. He had brothers, but they didn't have many children. And because of that, he says that what? Their entire clan did not become as numerous as the people of Judah. What does he mean? He means that others were in the same area, activating a certain principle of increase, but because his brothers failed to do that, they did not grow, they did not expand, they did not increase or multiply because they didn't activate the principle. Now look at it. Corinthians chapter 9 verse 10, the Bible says, May he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the fruit of your righteousness. Now look at it. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also multiply and increase your store of seed. So when you want to see growth, you have to increase the seeds you sow. So, for instance, the name is what? Bibi. When you want your husband to love you more, you sow seeds of love more. So, the husband can sow, and he deserves a slap. He's annoying you. The seed you sow is, oh, hello. He knows that this one, when I go, sister will give me attitude. Well, he goes, oh, hello, how are you? Oh, your water is ready for bath. He goes to bath. You give him food to eat. Because you have this principle that I am sowing a seed of love. He deserves to be slapped. But I am sowing a seed of love. What do you think you reap? The fruit, which is, which is the processed effect of the seed you sow. The seed of love. You see that all of a sudden, now even if your husband is doing girls, now his conscience will be pricking him to stop guessing. If there's any word like that. Ah. Do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? If whatever he did to get you angry, now he can't do it again because he knows that you don't deserve that. Why? You have been so indecent. So even if he's a witch from your father's house that have purpose in their heart that you will never ever have a good marriage, the seeds you are sowing will reap a different outcome. It's a seed of increase. Do you understand me? Yeah. Says now he will supply seed to the sower and bread for food. So when he gives you the seed and you sow it, 
Bread will come for food. What seed are you sowing? Are you sowing a seed of confidence in your partner? Are you sowing a seed of greatness in your partner? Are you sowing a seed of, in your own life as a single person? What increase do you expect? What seeds are you sowing? Child of God, it's a seed of increase. What See, the principle of increase, you will sow for it. Somebody say, Amen. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse number 12 to 13. Deuteronomy 7, verse 12 to 13. Principle of increase. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you as he swore to your ancestors. Next verse. He will love you and bless you and increase your numbers. What do I have to do for God to increase my numbers? I pay attention. Go back to verse 12. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them. So God has given us laws to live by. And he says, when we live by it, when I live by the principles of scripture, God will increase us. The Bible says, oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? You started in the spirit, why are you ending in the flesh? Have you suffered in vain? It's a principle of increase. If you don't do what God requires, don't expect an increase. Verse number 13, let's go. He will bless the fruit of your womb, comma, the crops of your land, your grain, new wine, and olive oil, the calves of your head, and the lambs of your flock in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. You see? He says that when you obey him, the blessing transcends to your children. Even the little things in your life begin to experience increase. It is by the principle of increase. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse number 1. He said, you shall observe to do all the commandments which I command you this day. That you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. What do I have to do? Give me King James. All the commandments which I command you this day shall you observe to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers. Next verse. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years. So he's saying there, there, there are principles, there are ways. That's what he means. There are principles by which he's led you. God has taught you how to live, how to increase, how to advance, how to take over territories. These principles have been set in scripture. And he says you shall, you shall, he says you shall remember all of them. He says to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thy heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or not. So he says, whenever you go through difficulties, God wants to test what is in your heart, but will you still live by the principle? Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 13. You see, God, he knows us. Look at what he said. And when your head and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied. Next verse. Then thy heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Next verse. Who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness where there were fiery serpents, scorpions, drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint. Next. Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna which thy fathers knew not that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. 
That shall see in the heart. My power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. Next verse. <laughs> but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. So let's go back. Let's go back. Go to, start from verse number 12. Give me a translation that is easy for us to understand. I want to close. Verse 12. Oh. Make sure that when you eat and are satisfied, build pleasant houses and settle in. Come on. See your heads and flock flourish. And more and more money come in. Watch your standard of living going up and up. Make sure you don't become so full of yourselves and your things that you forget God, your God, the God who delivered you from Egyptian slavery, comma, the God who led you through that huge and fearsome wilderness, those desolate, arid, bad lands crawling with fiery snakes and scorpions, the God who gave you water gushing from the hard rock. He says, don't forget him. He said, don't forget the God who gave you manna to eat in the wilderness. Some, something your ancestors never heard of. In order to give you a taste of the hard life. To test so that you would be prepared to live well in the days ahead of you. If you start thinking to yourselves, I did all this. And all by myself. I am rich. It's all mine. Well, think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm the covenant that he promised your ancestors as it is today. Next verse. If you forget, forget God. If you forget, forget God, your God, and start taking up with other gods, serving and worshiping them. I'm on record right now as giving you firm warning. That will be the end of you. I mean it. Destruction. He says, if you violate the principle to honor me with what is due me, he says that I will assure you that will be the end. Haven't you seen people in Ghana rise up? The moment they got to a certain point, arrogance came into their heart and that was the end. Singers start singing. They start breaking through and they think it is their popularity. That is their end. You see businessmen rise then when they start getting money, they start telling us that Sunday church service, they, they spend too long a time, uh, and so they won't come. See, that is your end. <laughs> Ghanaian businessmen, a lot of them were Christians, owning financial institutions. They started getting money. Now they didn't have time for God. Now it was parties and chilling and girls. That was their end. They all stopped going to church, misbehaving on weekends, buying motorbikes and cars it was their end god said bros i gave you the strength the wisdom even the favor for the for the for the for the person to bring their money i will end you and god is saying live by my principles of increase and when the increase comes don't be full of yourself it says nothing of the devoted things shall clinch to your hand that the lord may turn from the fierceness of his anger and show you mercy and have compassion so so if i let what i'm supposed to be set apart for god cling to my hand god will not turn away from the fierceness of his anger towards me please i are you getting me are you getting me he says let none of the devoted things cling he says there shall cling not of the cursed things to thy hand 
that the Lord may turn from the fierceness of his anger and show thee mercy and have compassion on thee and multiply thee as he has sworn. So whatever is devoted to God, give it to him and you will enjoy a number of things. Number one, you will enjoy the mercy of God. Number two, you will enjoy the compassion of God. Number three, you will enjoy multiplication from God.